Ephesians chapter 6, we're going to read a few portions of scripture and we will get into it tonight. Praise the Lord. And the, uh, the, the topic I'm going to focus on tonight is faith. Faith. And uh, I believe that you could sense faith in the room tonight, that many of us have come in, and just in the atmosphere, your faith is starting to believe a little more. Your faith is getting to the level that you need to be to be able to experience everything that God has for you in 2016. How many know 2016 is going to be the best year of our life? How many believe that? I don't know about you, but I'm believing God for a great year. Not just a good year. I'm not just a better year, but the best year. Come on, somebody. Praise the Lord. Ephesians chapter 6, starting in verse 10, and we'll get into it. The Bible reads like this. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark, of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace, in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith. Somebody say the shield of faith. Shield of faith. With which you can extinguish all, not some, not a few, but all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Father, I pray just your anointing upon my life. I pray for liberty. I pray for just an aligning up with me, with you, to be able to communicate what you want to communicate to the lives of your people. Father, we love you and we thank you in advance for what you're going to do tonight. Have your way in Jesus' name. And everybody together said amen. You can go ahead and be seated tonight. I also want to thank the United We Can family for your consistency and faithfulness to the international vision. How many know we have an international vision? Praise the Lord, and it's because of your finances that we've been able to be effective in all these different countries around the world. Here tonight, um, I believe that as we come to the end of one year, moving into a new year, and I believe through the leadership of your pastors, they're leading us into a place to be able to really prepare ourselves and also the spiritual realm for what God wants to do this year. And when you come into settings like this, like I said, your faith begins to anticipate. Your faith begins to, not only are you having New Year's resolutions, but you have an anticipation and expectation in your spirit that the promises that you've received throughout whatever your length of Christianity's been, and if you've been a Christian for a period of time, you've gotten promises for your life. We've gotten promises for our ministry, and we've seen them come to pass. But God has not only given promises to the ministry, but he's given promises to you, to you as an individual. And sometimes when we're getting into the year, we come into the year with a heavy expectation that the promises I've received are going to come to pass this year. But throughout the year, certain seasons take place, certain not planned. They weren't on the calendar but they get come from the side. And if we're not careful, it's in those seasons where we lose focus or we get disconnected. And the promise that was supposed to get come to pass is postponed. 
It's not said no. God's not going to change his mind. But God won't bless no mess. You have to be in line. You have to be in a certain place. And he says, yeah, I want to bless you, but I can't bless you over there. I want to bless you. You got to get here. I need you to get here. I'm going to give you the strength to get here. I'm going to give you the anointing to get here. I'm going to open up the doors to get here. But the devil's going to fight you before you walk through. And we got to keep perspective. And it's faith that's going to be able to allow us, not emotion, not feelings, but faith keeps us in tune no matter what season we're going through. And as we come to a beginning of a year with an expectation and anticipation of experiencing promises becoming reality and breakthroughs that take place, how many are believing God for a breakthrough in their family this year? How many are believing God for a husband to get saved? How many are believing God for a son, for a daughter, for a family, for a marriage to get restored? How, how many are believing in things that seemed impossible to be made possible? How many are believing God for a financial miracle? How, how many are believing God for some of those supernatural things that I've heard about and I've seen brother so-and-so and sister so-and-so? I, I not only want to hear a testimony, but I want to testify. I, I want to become a testimony. How many want to see that come to pass? in their life this year and it's going to take faith that does not waver faith that stays strong in the Lord and here in this portion of scripture in the book of Ephesians the apostle Paul is summing up his message to the church of Ephesus and he's bringing it to a close and throughout the entire message he's been giving them spiritual and spiritual perspective and spiritual understanding and speaking into their lives. And, and now he's saying, okay, but you got all these promises. You got everything that God has done. But if you want to see these things become real, this is what you got to do. You got to put your armor on. Because, yeah, there's promises, but there's also a battle. Yes, God wants to do things, but the devil's also going to do some things. And you're going to have to be able to stand. You're going to have to be able to take a hit this year. You, you can't shy away when the devil hits your family. You, you can't shy away when the enemy hits your body. you got to be able to say, hey, you can try to do what you want to do, but i got a God that's on my side. i got a God that's going to take care of me. So do your best, devil, because i got a God that's going to do his best. And I will not waver this year. I will not be distracted this year I will not be moved this year because I got a God that's on my side how many know Jesus is on our side here tonight and we have to have that type of faith that is able to stand and continue to go forward so the apostle Paul sums it up and he starts communicating to the church of Ephesus with this terminology be strong in the Lord take your stand against the devil Stand your ground. Stand firm. See, these words give us a picture that although we have been given the victory in the Lord through the death of Jesus Christ and our acceptance of the gospel, but the battle is not complete until the return of Jesus Christ. We've been saved, but we still got to fight. We've been delivered, but we still got to battle. There's still a fight that needs to take place. Therefore, we have been given the victory but we are still in a time where the days are evil. And until we pass from this life to the next, or Jesus comes back, we will still be battling in these evil times. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 3 says, But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. Matthew 24, 
Jesus paints a picture of the different things that will take place as the near ends. And he talked and he, and he encourages us to stand firm until the end. Verse 12, he says, because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But he who stands firm to the end will be saved. See, with this understanding, we know that when it comes to spiritual warfare, that we have been saved and our salvation is secure. But until the return of Christ, there's still a battle that will take place in order for us not to get the victory, but maintain our victory. We're not fighting to get it. We already got it. But we got to fight to keep it. How many going to keep the victory this year? How many going to keep, how many going to forfeit the victory this year? Come on, somebody. We have the victory. The victory has been given to us. One commentary says like this, the final victory is not yet here until the return of Christ when he condemns the devil for eternity. At this time, we are standing in an evil time. Another one says, but in the midst of evil, our position is not one that is in the world, but we are positioned in Christ and we have been placed on the winning side. And therefore, we need to take our stand that we do not forfeit our victory. And the way we maintain our victory is to continually put our armor on. Now, when I started off, I talked about God's promises coming to pass and how God's promises, it's like, uh, you know, you're in football season right now and the quarterback knows where the, the, the receiver is supposed to be. So he throws the ball where the receiver's going to be. But if you can't get there, then you ain't going to get the ball. God's promises are thrown to where you're going to be. But you got to get there. And he gives you the strength and he gives you the anointing. But the devil likes to mess with your mind. So if he can get you when you're supposed to run a button hook, come on somebody, and he knocks you and you're running a, I don't know, a Shirley Temple or I don't know what other pattern he can get you, then you're going to miss the opportunity and the timing. God's promises are yes and amen. They're going to come to pass. Those family members and those different things that you're expecting to happen are going to happen, but you've got to be in the right place at the right time to watch it come to pass. How many want to see it happen this year? Come on, I said, how many want to see it happen this year? And it's the faith. It's faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. You cannot waver in your belief. You cannot waver in your trust. When things are out of your control, they're never out of God's control. God is always in control regardless of how you feel, regardless of what you're going through, regardless of what the circumstance looks at, regardless of what the doctors tell you, regardless of what this person says or that person says. I don't know about you, but I'm not going to believe the report of the enemy. I'm going to continue to keep my ear tuned in with the voice and the promise of God. So therefore, I will not waver in my emotional condition. I will not sink under life circumstances but I will continue to walk by faith knowing the God that saved me is able to keep me the God that's keeping me will carry me and I'll move forward for God you gotta have faith this church is a church of faith anything we've done in the last 35 years has been faith finances did said no this person said no but we did it anyway come on somebody we're a ministry that has learned how to do it anyway i need you to get that in your spirit i need you to internalize that value 
within your life. And if we're going to be able to experience what God has for us, we're going to have to pick up. I can't talk about the whole armor tonight, but I'm going to talk about the shield of faith. He says, in addition to this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Three things and I'm done. Why is it so important to practice faith? The first one is that faith gives us perspective in our position. When you're operating by faith, you understand your position. See, the first thing is that true faith always gives us perspective on our position in Christ. See, when Paul wrote chapter 6 of Ephesians, he's referring back to the other chapters in the book. And in chapter 1 and 2, Paul is communicating our new position in Christ. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2 says, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air. The spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature objects of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Now, that's a heavy portion of Scripture. And when I read it in the home, I did not understand what it was saying. Come on, somebody. But little by little, as you're in your journey with the Lord, you have to understand this. Is when Jesus comes into your life, there's a new position. I like to refer to it as, how many ever seen Saving Private Ryan? Those of you that are a little younger, check it out. There's a scene in the beginning of the movie where they're trying to overtake a certain hill, a certain battle place. And they're pulling in to the shore on, on different warships, and they're all on, on the warship. So then once they get closer, bullets are flying, and the doors come down, and they come out. And they're taking bullets. People are dropping left and right. They're trying to climb up a hill, and the enemy is on top, shooting them as they're coming down. That was our position before Christ. Our position before Christ, I was a little boy. My father was on drugs. My mother was smoking meth. I was below the battle. And because I didn't have perspective, and I didn't have Jesus, and I didn't have the gospel, and I didn't have the strength or the power. I was under the bullets, so the same drugs that my mama was using, the same drugs that my daddy was using, I started using. And little by little, I started getting involved in the lifestyle, and everything that the devil had, he didn't even have to throw that hard. I was trying to come up the hill, and I was under the bullets. Many of us come from that lifestyle. Many of us come from those backgrounds where we didn't have a lot of option or a lot of choices. We made choices for ourselves. Of course, I know, I know it's my fault. I know I, I have to take responsibility. I understand all that. And I know you understand that. 
But when you really think about it, when daddy was putting a needle in his arm and mommy was snorting a little meth, I didn't see a lot of role models. So then I too got involved in that lifestyle and ended up little by little, spent a little time in the county jail, spent a little time here and there. I didn't have a lot of, there was a lot of bullets flying, hit by everyone. But when Jesus came into my life, all of a sudden he took me out from underneath the bullets and no longer was I under, no longer was I beneath, no longer was I the tail, but God positions me in a new place that all of a sudden the bullets are still flying, but I'm not under them no more. The bullets are still, there's still a war out there. There's still a battle out there, but through the grace and the mercy of the living God, the bullets that used to knock me down are under my feet. I'm not getting hit the way I used to get hit. I'm not getting tempted the way I used to get tempted. I didn't have a chance before, but because of the grace and the mercy of a living God, I've been rescued, I've been delivered, I've been set free. Oh, you got to get a little more excited than that. I know who I'm talking to tonight. Some of you took some bullets. Some of you were getting hit. Some of you were tired of getting high, but you didn't know how to stop. Some of you didn't, you didn't want to smoke that pipe no more, but you didn't know what to do. You were under the bullets, but the grace and the mercy of a living God rescued you anyway. I'll get a little excited here tonight. We're not supposed to be here. We're not supposed to be in this place. We should have died out there. And he changes our position. All of a sudden, there's still bullets flying. But I don't feel as depressed as I used to. I don't feel as lonely as I used to, but I still have the same relationships that I used to, but all of a sudden there's an inner peace, there's, a, there's an inner joy that, that I can't explain. When I receive Christ, he takes me out. I'm no longer the tail, but I'm the head. I'm no longer beneath but I'm above. There's a new position, spiritually speaking, that is given to a person that receives Jesus Christ into their lives. How many are grateful for their new position in Christ? Come on, somebody. He says, you were given into all the desires of your flesh. You were taking shots, bullets, Tried to stop. Come on, somebody. I remember smoking the pipe and just sick of it and wanted to put it down. Come on, somebody. I remember smoking so much. Just tired of this thing. But I couldn't get it out of my mouth. Come on, somebody. But when Jesus came into my life, I could sit in a room and everybody was smoking took. But it didn't bother me no more. There was something that happened inside. Of, I can't explain what happened. There was something supernatural that took place. They're still smoking. They're still getting high. But it don't bother me no more. I want you to put your hands together if you know what I'm talking about. There's a supernatural faith tells you where you stand. 
This is not something that the natural mind or even the natural person can communicate. But my faith tells me I'm no longer above, under the bullets, but I'm above. I'm above. Peter says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into a whole new realm. Come on, somebody. How many know what I'm talking about here tonight? How many know your mind is a little different here tonight because of the grace of God? Faith gives you perspective on your position in the battle. There's still a battle, but you don't have to be the victim no more. Don't come here with a victim no more. Poor me. No, no, not poor you. Read your Bible. It's not poor me. The mission that God has given to this church. And if you're new, yeah, we're going to work with you. Disciple you. Come on, no, you're not the victim. And Jesus loves you. And I was telling Frank today, I said, I just don't have that gift, brother. That long, emotional, counseling gift. Time after time. Sometimes they come, I say, yay. I see him. And I say, brother, I just talked to this guy. And I see his eyes. I'm trying not to catch eye contact, Pastor Stevon. I see him looking for that opportunity just to suck the life out of you. Come on, somebody. You know what I'm talking about. And in the beginning, we're going to work with that. But you keep coming back. Six months, one year. with this. If it's a different challenge, all right, no problem. Okay, you got victory over that one. Let's work with this one. No problem. We're making progress. We got to feel like it's progressive, like, like we're not in the same, like in the mud, like putting a lot of energy, wasting a lot of gas, but we ain't going nowhere. How many want to see people go from glory to glory? We don't want you to get stuck on one glory. And we'll minister. And we'll share. But eventually you got to walk in it. Eventually you got to believe it. Eventually you got to believe it for yourself. Without a Thursday night service. Or you got to walk in this thing. Because pretty soon there's newer ones that are coming in. And the church is too big for a certain group of people to be able to minister to them. They got to be able to come into you. But if you're not in victory, how can you give the victory? How many know that God has given us the victory? And we got to grow in it and mature in it and get stronger in it so that we can also help others get to their victory. We don't need to fight to get to the top. We fight to stay at the top. We don't have to fight. God takes you to the top. Then you fight to stay there. So it's like Troy. Remember Troy? They were coming. They were behind the wall. They were on top. That big old army came, but because of their position. No matter how big that army was, it couldn't affect them because they had a new position in the battle. How many know you and I got a new position in the battle? Vision 610 says, finally, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. My second point, and I'm going to go a little faster here, is that in order for faith to be effective, it has to be soaked. See, a shield of the soldier, there was a process that he had to have be in before going out to battle. Because they weren't always in the battle. And some of you are always in the battle. You're not supposed to always be in the battle. 
Some of you are always in the battle. Well, they're just fighting. It's like, brother, you got a heavy, heavy calling. <laughs> the bigger the trial, the bigger the call. Yeah, I'm going to take this trial. I'm going to stay in this trial. Come on, come on. You're not, you're not, there's seasons. Seasons come, seasons go. You take that. They take that preaching. Bigger the trial, bigger the blessing. I'm going to stay in this trial then. Now, if you're always in a trial, it's because we're not learning. Trials come to teach a lesson. You identify, oh, man, I messed up. God, forgive me. Hallelujah. Pastor, forgive me. Whoever else, forgive me. And sincerely, genuinely, repent before the Lord. And boom. You start coming out. You experience the blessing a little bit. Come on, somebody. Now, in the off season, when there's no battle, most soldiers at this time knew that they had to take their shield and leave it soaking. Even though they weren't in the battle. But they had to leave it soaking. So that when wartime came, they had to pick up a soaked shield and go to the battlefield. So that when the fiery darts came, because the shield had been soaking in the off-season, it still was ready to quench the fiery darts in battle season. But if there was a lazy soldier, he said, my battle's over. I'm not going to go first and soak it. I'm going to just lean it on the tent or whatever. And I'm going to go enjoy the festive. I'm going to drink wine and be merry. Come on, somebody. Now, I'm just, some of you are newer. Don't drink wine and get merry. But in other words, I'm going to enjoy my blessing season. Be careful in the blessing season. Because the war is going to come to all of us again. It's going to come. And the one that didn't soak, he takes a dry shield to the battle. So when the fiery dart comes, instead of being quenched, it catches the shield on fire. Imagine you're carrying a shield and it catches on fire. What's your first reaction? Panic? Anxiety? Now you don't have a shield. You're all freaked out. When you see people walking around the house of God full of anxiety, full of fear, it's because they haven't taken time to soak their shield. I know you want promises. Come on, somebody. 2000, January 2016. We're soaking right now. February, no problem. March, bring it on. Come on, somebody. Get through Easter. Hallelujah. But then here comes April Fool's Day. Come on, somebody. So don't be a fool. Come on, somebody. And if you haven't been soaking in the season of victory, when the battle time comes and your shield is not soaked, you get hit. So you move out from your position. You forfeit your position. So in the, in the celebration season, don't neglect soaking your shield. How do you soak your shield? Prayer. Stay prayerful. We're not a church that prays. We're a prayerful church. I have a discipline of prayer. Because of the home. Come on, somebody. 
I went to Indonesia. I didn't have much Bible school, but I had 26 months in the Victory Outreach Recovery Home. Come on, somebody. And one thing I learned in that home, I learned how to spend time with Jesus. So when the devil hit me, I ran to what I knew. And that was a CD player at that time entitled In His Presence from San Jose. And I played that CD for two years straight. Come on, somebody. I pushed play. I went into the closet fearful, afraid, Muslim country. They want to kill me. There's a bombing in Bali. All these people just died. All this stuff was there. I went in fearful, soaked my shield. Come on, somebody. Spent a little time doing what the one thing that I knew how to do was spend time in the presence of God. And all of a sudden, I didn't feel afraid no more. All of a sudden, I didn't feel discouraged no more. Something happened as I was soaking my shield, got back up, went under the bridge and started reaching heroin addicts. Went under the bridge, started bringing them into the home. And here we are, this many years later, there's still a ministry in the largest Muslim country of the world. The devil tried to move us out from our position. I met my wife in that country. I had two beautiful kids in that country. My promises came to pass in that country. I got trained in that country. That country sent me to South Africa. If I would have moved out from my position, I would have never had the promises come to pass. Come on and clap a little bit. You're going to soak your shield. You got to be able to soak it. Soak it in his love. Understanding that he loves you. His love is perfect. He says, for I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God. Understanding that God loves me. Help me be okay. God loves me. He's going to take care of me. How many know Jesus loves you here this morning, this evening? My last point. Are you ready? We're going to do this thing. Short hair, looking handsome. Come on, somebody. You had short hair for a long time? I'm just on the late train. Oh, you just cut it? Woo! Revival, brother. He's going to grow it on purpose now. He's going to say, okay, that, I'm going to grow it on purpose. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, come on. I'm going to appreciate it. Praise the Lord. My last point, and I close with this. You gotta, faith gives you perspective. Know your position. Remind yourself because your feelings are going to tell you different. I'm not defeated. I'm not under. I'm not the victim. But I'm victorious. When those feelings of defeat try to creep their way, you're going to have to be like David. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Preach in the mirror. I've had some of my best sermons preached to myself. Come on, somebody. And you see where I spit up here? I finished the whole mirror's full of spit. I preach and baptize at the same time. Hallelujah. Perspective in the battle. Secondly, stay moist. Don't get rigid. Get stuck in your ways. You're not, you're not flexible no more. You don't flow no more. I got a, I met someone in the home that I'm never going to let go of. Her name was Flo. Huh? Chucky, why don't you do this? Just flow. Huh? 
Remember my first assignment from Pastor Steve? Just moved into the building over there. Whole grass area. I think Eric was there. Remember that, right? Chucky, come here. Give me a little tool that he bought at the 99 cent store. I think it was probably 50 cent. Before 50 cent existed. Hallelujah. It was a little green. I remember the color and everything. To pull things from the root. Come on, somebody. And then he walked away. But I grabbed that lawnmower. Chucky! Chucky! Come here. Didn't I tell you to use the tool? Huh? No, I just thought it was faster. No, 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 no. Use the tool. And they just walked away. You know how he did it real smooth? Just choo. And then I try to interpret the whole thing. <laughs> try to analyze the whole situation. I still had meth, you know. <laughs> flow. Come on, somebody. That's when I met flow. Hallelujah. Learned my biggest lesson. Don't get things from the surface. Get them from the root. Come on, somebody. My first Bible study from the Lord. Hallelujah. I would never learn that lesson if I didn't learn how to flow. Chuck, you go to the Philippines? Flow. Chuck, go to Indonesia? Flow. Indo what? I didn't even ever heard of Indonesia before I got there. Uh -huh. I didn't know it was a Muslim country until I got there. Come on, somebody. I just flowed my way in. Come on, somebody. Come back to San Diego for a while. Flow. Come on, somebody. Get on a plane. Go to South Africa. Flow. I flowed my way to where I'm at right now. I've just been flowing for the last 16, 17 years. Some of you got to learn how to flow. Come on. Some, some of you are a little rigid. Come on. If it doesn't happen the way that you think it's supposed to happen, you miss out. Sometimes the promises of God will come in packages that you don't see. Sometimes they're going to come like Naaman's promise. Dip yourself in the Jordan, the most dirtiest river. Sometimes the promises of God are not packaged the way that you want to see them packaged. I believe 2015, you missed some promises because they didn't come in the package that you were looking for. I pray that you're a spiritual person, you're a prayerful person, and you're able to discern no matter what the package looks like, what's inside of it. Oh, some of you, you got to get the tape. Hallelujah. My last point, and I close with this. Faith connected to faith. Faith connected to faith. Faith gives you perspective in the battle position. Faith has to stay moist. Faith connected to faith. See, the shield of the Roman soldier, although it was, you could come, it was effective in providing protect, protection for an individual, but found its full effectiveness when it was connected to other shields. We'll say it again. Some of you got a little distracted. The shield of the Roman soldier... Although it was effective in providing protection for an individual, found its full effectiveness when it was connected to another shield. The Roman soldiers, no matter where they were, could build a wall around them. Give me a few minutes. Could build a round around them and put a ceiling over it. They could be away from their place of refuge. But together... If the battle got heated, the battle got too intense, and some of the soldiers were dropping, and some of the brothers were dropping, they could call out a sign, and they would connect. And there they would be, in the middle of the battle, 
It was the darkest place, but it was the safest place. Fiery darts were shot to divide, to keep them from being able to lock their shields. So they would intentionally shoot fiery darts to get in between two of the soldiers <laughs> to divide them. The same thing happens today in the house of God. The enemy tries to bring little spirits to the house of God that say, they don't love you. They don't appreciate you. Creates little spirits of gossip. Be careful when you talk too much. I'm going to say it again. We're in a prayer night. Be careful when you talk too much. It's okay to talk. But don't get caught up in conversations that don't got nothing to do with you. Come on, somebody. Because the enemy likes to stir that up. Talk about that one. Now, that one may not hear what you were saying, but they can sense what was talked about. <laughs> My God, we're from the streets. We don't have to hear what you said. I can just feel what you're saying. Come on, somebody. Huh? Even when you hug me, I still know you've been talking. Come on, somebody. You can hug me as tight as you want. Some of you dolphins are real good, though. You can hug and they make me feel loved and stuff. You know, so, but most of you, I can kind of sense it. You know? Come on, some of you that went over your head. Come on, somebody. Huh? And the devil loves to come and try to create division and, and create little conversation and create little clicks and little this and little that. So then what he's doing is he's going, he's taking away a place that's a place of safety. Because there will be soldiers that will be in dark times. There will be wounded soldiers in the house of God and even those that are getting saved. And they're in the darkest time of their life. But will they feel find a, still find a safe place in dark times? When the battle was heated, the Roman soldier would cry out a certain cry. And boom, they would connect. And that wounded soldier would be right there in the middle. Although he was in the darkest time, he was in the safest place. And I believe that Victory Outreach Hayward, when I was in my darkest time, it was the safest place for my life. Although I was in a place of confusion and didn't know what was happening with my life, God supernaturally brought me to a place. Although it was dark, I couldn't see my future. I didn't believe in a future. I didn't believe in myself. I was in a dark time, but I came to a safe place. My God. Some of you are going to get this here tonight. The devil wants to break up that safe place through division. But when God's people stay spiritual, yes, you can fight that solo battle. But ultimately, we're not here just to fight a fight for ourselves. We're here to fight for wounded soldiers. We're here to fight for people that are hurting. We're here to fight for treasures out of darkness. We're here to fight for the drug addict. We're here to fight for the gang member. We're here to fight for the suicidal, depressed young person that feels like nobody cares about them. And no, we're here to fight for the broken marriage. We're here to fight for the family that's been destroyed. And my declaration is that no matter what dark time they're in, they will always find a safe place right here in Victory Outreach, Heart of the Bay. We are a safe haven for hurting people. You know when you were hurting, there was a safe place to run to. Don't let that devil, don't let that devil come in here. You can stand. Don't let him come in here in your relationships with one another. 
in your place with one another. He does that in unspiritual places. He can create division where there's no atmosphere like this. But for the last 17 years, I've always been in an atmosphere like this. I thank God for Victory Outreach. That no matter how intense the battle was, there's always a safe place. In that home, make sure it's a safe place. Don't be gossiping about the director and talking about people. You start messing with someone else's Christianity. You don't like it, get your stuff and go. We're here to save, save lives, and I'm going to talk to you heart to heart. If you don't like where you're at, you don't like the beans and rice, then pack your bags and get up out of here. Because I know what the home can do for somebody. It was 17 years ago that I came inside of that home, smoked out, drugged out, lost and bound. But I ain't lost and bound no more. So if you don't like it, get your stuff and go. We're raising up soldiers inside of that home. We're raising up warriors inside of that home. It's because of that home. No matter what country I've been in, I still stand, I still fight. I got trained in that home. So if you don't like it, get up out of here. We're doing something around here. We're going for God. Come on, put those hands together. Jesus is here. Lift up your hands all over this place. The presence of God is here. Lift up your hands, lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. The presence of the Lord is here. We got to be able to put that faith together. United We Can brings us together. Giving towards the cause keeps us together. Putting out fires. Don't you let no one talk about your pastor. Don't you let no one talk about your leader. Don't let that spirit come up in here. Don't let no one bewitch you. Don't let someone come in here and confuse you. You know the message that you received and the love that you received. That love ain't changed. It's still here. It gets a little bumpy sometimes. It sure does. But it gets bumpy anywhere. It gets bumpy anywhere and everywhere. But I know a love inside of this house, a love that sees lives changed. Don't you let that devil come up in here. Don't you let that devil create division amongst you. You got to keep your faith together brother with brother, sister with sister fighting the good fight together we're creating a safe place for people in dark times lift up your hands all over this place the presence of God is here come on, come on, close your eyes come on, come on, come on come on, lift up those hands